You're listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. Listen with discernment and pray. Sudan, once the largest and one of the most geographically diverse states in Africa, split into two countries, the Republic of Sudan and the Republic of South Sudan in 2011, after the people of the South voted for independence. Sudan has long been beset by violence. Two rounds of North-South civil war cost the lives of 1.5 million people and a continuing conflict in the western area of Darfur has driven more than 2 million people from their homes. More than 250,000 have died in the most recent unrest. The predominant religion in Sudan is Islam. South Sudan is divided between Islam, Christianity and indigenous animist religions. The Christian population is mainly Catholics and Episcopalians. Due to the continuing conflict and civil war, South Sudan is consistently ranked at or near the top of the Fragile States Index. Please pray that the decades-long animosities between ethnic and religious groups can be resolved fairly and that world leaders will join with local leaders to end slavery in both countries. Bishop Joseph of the Episcopal Church of South Sudan and Rank Diocese believes forgiveness is the key to restoration in Sudan. It's easy to love your enemy, but it's not easy in order to forgive because you can come back all the time what has happened and you can have a lot of bitterness in your heart. So forgiveness is one of the difficult things. And I want people of South Sudan to forgive one another and forget about what is past and begin from the future for building the new country. And if we take it to forgive one another, trust me, we will live together as brothers and sisters without any problem. Life is challenging for Christians in the five stans of Central Asia. Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. These countries are now free from Soviet rule. But the totalitarianism of the communist age, as well as the growth of Islamic extremism, remains a threat to those who profess faith. Leaders in these countries have enacted laws prohibiting religious expression. These laws are ostensibly directed towards Muslims, but Christians often end up facing the brunt of such laws. When the authorities discover someone has converted to Christianity, they will gather relatives, friends and family of the accused and bring him or her before an Islamic council of elders. The convert then stands before the group and has to decide between faith and family. Dr. Michael Cherenkov, who monitors religious freedom issues in the former Soviet Union, says that due to such laws, Christians in these countries have had to find new ways to worship and share their faith. One way Christians in these countries are building community is through the Next Generation Professional Leaders Initiative, a gathering of young professionals from across Central Asia to help advance the gospel. Sergei Rakuba started the initiative and claims that over 500 young leaders have gathered together from all across Central Asia to explore ways of advancing the gospel in their countries.
The District of Columbia's Death with Dignity Act, which allows terminally ill patients to end their own lives with the help of a physician, recently went into effect. Lawmakers in the U.S. House and Senate presented a joint resolution condemning the measure, but leaders chose not to schedule a vote on the issue. As a result, the Death with Dignity Act passed with ease and will soon be implemented in D.C. area hospitals. Representative Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, said this was an unfortunate missed opportunity to defend the sanctity of life at all stages. I'm disappointed that this didn't come to the floor for a vote, unquote. Senator James Lankford, Republican from Oklahoma, added, there are significant consequences to this law that have far-reaching implications for how we care for vulnerable people, unquote. Physician-assisted suicide may now be legal in the nation's capital, but it will take months before doctors will be allowed to administer deadly drugs to patients. However, assisted suicide advocates are already seeking to expand the practice. Nearly half of state legislatures are considering legalizing assisted suicide. The Communist government of China has arrested four South Korean Christian missionaries and expelled at least 32 more after carrying out a series of police raids on churches. The missionaries, who were based in the northeast region, had been helping fugitives fleeing North Korea, as well as preaching in the area. Observers say that Chinese authorities are cracking down on Christian evangelism. Bob Fu, founder and president of China Aid, an organization that documents persecution of Christians in China, said, The top leadership is increasingly worried about the rapid growth of Christian faith in their public presence and their social influence. It is a political fear for the Communist Party, as the number of Christians in the country far outnumber the members of the party. When China's communists came to power in 1949, they expelled Christian missionaries while allowing churches to function under the government's control. Chinese Christians faced severe persecution during the Cultural Revolution of the 1960s and the 1970s under Mao Zedong, who saw religion as poison. Churches in China are now allowed to exist, but under tight control of the government. National Football League analyst and former coach Tony Dungy says he believes God has given him a job at NBC in part so he can be a voice for Christian athletes. He also says the media shouldn't withhold comments that Christian athletes make about their faith. Dungy, a Hall of Fame coach who won a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts, said he received some criticism for bringing religion into his reporting, although most of the comments were positive. According to Dungy, the media shouldn't discount athletes who discuss their faith. Dungy said, quote, I think people have to understand that Christian athletes have the same ability to espouse their views as anyone else has. And if we ask them a question about what is allowing them to play well, and they say, it's my faith in Christ or it's the Holy Spirit, we can't hold that in and we can't begrudge them of that, unquote. You've been listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. For more information about the print version of this programme, visit churcharoundtheworld.net. The Church Around the World podcast is brought to you by Tyndale House Publishers. Tyndale. Trusted for life.